Hey everyone, it's Natalie, and you're listening to Innate the Podcast. Through this podcast, we're going to be learning more about mental health and how to create a routine of real self-care. I'll be speaking on different topics each week, and I'll also be talking with people that have inspired me in my healing journey. The more authentic you are with yourself, the easier life gets. Let's get into it. So welcome back to Innate the Podcast. Today, we have Miss Lane Wellborn on the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's me. (laughs) It's your girl. And today, we are going to be talking about something that I actually didn't come up with, Lane did. And I thought that it would be such a cool topic to talk about because everybody can relate to it and people struggle with a lot. Yeah. And that is fear and how that affects our mental health. So I really value and appreciate Lane's opinion because I do feel like she sees different situations in life in general in a very different way compared to a lot of people and definitely compared to myself. So when she brought up this topic, I knew just for me personally, like fear is a topic that I struggle with in terms of accomplishing my goals and handling certain situations. So when she said that, that was immediately something that I wanted to talk to her about on this podcast. So we can start (laughs) by maybe talking about like what brought that subject to your attention and like why it's something that you're so interested in. Well, I guess I have this theory about the world and how people operate, which is your actions are, they're based out of a place of either love or ha- not hate, but, but fear mm-hmm. itself. And mm-hmm. I used to think, you know, love and hate were opposites and that that's how people operated and everything on a spectrum, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's, there's a medium for everything. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know. I think I read something sometime. I wish I could like reference what it was, but it definitely changed the way that I thought about it because we want this like answer. We want to know why we're here. We want to know where we're going. And I think that literally like solely came out of a place of like the unknown. Mm -hmm. And it's like this abyss and this place that we don't know where we're going. And so we like come up with answers on our own, but I think that applies to so many different situations. Mm -hmm. From your personal experience, when you operate from a place of fear and not that love that you were talking about and you focus too much on the unknown. How do you think that affects your process, the way you think, your mental health, versus when you're operating from a place of positivity and love and stuff like that? It's, I think it starts like a disease. Yeah. I think you have one seed of a bad thought um, that, for me, I, I notice it stems from fear. That's just how, and I think maybe it's because I've decided that this is how the world works and mm-hmm. this is how people work. And I've, you know, I tweak it, but I think that when I'm making a decision that's probably not for my betterment, it's coming from a place of fear because I don't know what's going to happen. For example, this past semester, I dropped out Mm -hmm. like right before midterms, which is great timing on my part. (laughs) (laughs) And before that, I dropped out because I, I just knew school wasn't for me at the time. But before the semester started, I was in conversation with my mom about going to school or taking a step back and maybe traveling, Mm -hmm, working. mm -hmm. I was scared shitless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't realize it. I've always been so excited about travel and leaving and just going and doing whatever. 
and free balling, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just not, that's not something that I got excited about when it came down to it. Yeah. And I learned a lot because of that fear. Yeah, I think, too, the link between that unknown and that love to, to get to that place from fear is commitment. And like that is something mm. that I am really focusing on right now because I have all these plans. Like you said, like you had all these desires to travel and just do different things besides school because school isn't for everybody. Like in my case, it would be just like trying things like this podcast or mm-hmm. coming up with my own clothes or whatever. Like that stuff has always been in my mind. It's just committing to that idea and step like stepping away from that fear to get to that yeah. place of love and whatever you want to pursue like I feel like it is just commitment <laughs> yeah and for you though it's funny because this is how we're different you are a go-getter yeah you have a, such an entrepreneurial spirit about yeah, you sometimes I feel like that fear that unknown keeps me from like that execution and that commitment like I said so like I can have it but if I'm st- mm-hmm. if I'm operating from that place of fear I'm never going to be able yeah. to do what it I inhibits need to do. you yeah it keeps it you, paralyzes you it it's does. crazy I don't know just the extremes that people will go to to war because of fear. Mm-hmm. Like we live in a world where there are um, at least like 300 religions. Yeah. And below that, there are different doctrines and practices and just spiritual belief systems. How are we all walking around with the same fear? Mm-hmm. The same fear? And, you know, not everybody has has that fear. Some people are like, I, mean, I should say more woke. And like, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's... But I think you made a really good point by saying, like, you know, we all have different ways of living our lives. We might believe different things. We might think about handling things in different ways, but we all carry that same fear. We deal with it in different ways, Mm -hmm. but we all share that. And that's something that we all have in common. I think that that's one of the things that you told me about when we first started talking about doing this is just we all share fear. Like, we all are scared sometimes, some more than others, but, like, it's something that we all deal with yeah it's definitely a part of the human condition I think something that we experience um to some degree every day I had a fear today that I wasn't even gonna make it to work on time and then I was like you know maybe I could maybe I should call out mm-hmm. what is the why and then it, like, you go down this rabbit hole of like okay well if I call out of work that means that I'm gonna have to go in another day am I gonna be able to make up this time it's like literally just like a rabbit hole something as small as not making it to work in time or something as large yeah. as will I ever get married one day because yeah. that's a really big fear <laughs> that this society has which I don't understand but yeah. it's um, structural I yes, think a lot of it yes and that's the other thing is I think fear is a part of structural violence yeah and that is a huge part of the, the way in which society is and how wow I mean racism stems from structural structural mm, violence and too. a lot of there's fear so many, yeah and a lot of fear that's there's rational fear and there's irrational fear mm-hmm. and then sometimes those irrational fears lead to negative outcomes like racism like Certainly. sexism like we can get into so many layers of fear small scale to large scale yeah. and fear not only does it affect the person that's experiencing it but if it affects everyone it affects everyone yeah definitely you know? i don't know i feel like just observing you as a friend I have seen, like, obviously when you made that decision to stop going to school, which I thought was a great decision for you. Thank um, you. When you. When you make decisions like that, like, personally, like you, mm-hmm. 
do you see, what shift do you see? Because obviously like when you operate from a place of fear, you see the effects of that. But when you don't, I feel like it's an even bigger difference and you notice that and it's just a different experience. Yeah. It's kind of funny because that decision that I made to leave school, like in the dust for however long, not sure still, but definitely for now, I, I was so scared up until that point. And when it came down to the actual decision to say bygones with school, (laughs) I was so relieved. Yeah. And I I felt like I was at that point, I crawled out of the fear and, you know, came to the decision to, to stop school Mm -hmm. so that I could focus on other things. And that I won't really disclose, but I finally got to a place of openness and it was a vulnerable state because mm-hmm. I was in serious conversation with my mom um, about it. Obviously, it's a big it's a big deal. I mean, there's money involved, time, effort, so mm-hmm. much yeah. goes into it. It's not an easy thing, but I was really proud of myself because I did finally get to, I don't know, a level of... I felt sane. Yeah. I felt good. Well, but. I remember like you calling me like because I remember like that whole part of your life very vividly. Like just yeah. getting out of school one day, getting out of my class and getting a call from you and you were just so stressed out. Like you were just like, I am worrying about school and it's just... I don't want to be worrying about school like this. Like it was just... It was, it was a lot more Consuming. different. Right. It was more different than having a bunch of school assignments and being stressed out about it, like, you were just uncomfortable and not content. And that's when I was just like, school will always be there. All of these things that we're scared of will most likely be there. Like, they're going to, like, I feel like most of the things that we're scared of are scared to let go of or yeah. fearful of. Their presence is there, but their importance dissipates, I would say. So when mm. you kind of distinguish what was important and what wasn't, you were able to let go of that fear and be like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do this to myself. When I thrive better in the workplace, when I thrive better traveling and learning from different mm-hmm. spaces, like just or making- honestly, just waking up and making my bed <laughs> and making breakfast. And these are simple things, but I was not. Like I was not in a good place, and this like 2019 was a big year of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a big mm-hmm. year for fear. The experiences that we gain from being scared, regardless if we react positively or negatively to that, it helps you become a better person. It helps you either get closer to where you need to be or sit where you're at and handle your shit, you know? Like, I I feel like that is totally true, you know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of funny, too, because it can make you do some really, really silly things. Dangerous things. Stupid things. Very. (laughs) But like stupid (laughs) things, like not even dangerous in the physical sense, but like emotional sense. Sure. Which like I know, yeah, like I know for me, just being scared in the past has kept me from doing the right thing for myself. Mm -hmm. Being in certain situations with people that I shouldn't have been with, both like no matter what yeah. position they platonic were in in my life, yeah, not. platonic or not, like I stayed in a lot of different places out of fear, out of fear of the unknown. Of what will what will happen if I decide to not communicate with this person anymore? What will happen when I decide to quit this job? You yeah. know, like there's always there's I, always going to yeah. be that unknown. You know, and I think one of the most fascinating parts about fear is a decision to take a left or take a right. Like, you know, I mean, 
and to to be with one crowd or to be with another. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now with all the crap that we have, literal in this crap, literal yes. crap in in <laughs> distraction, politics, in society, and everything. I feel like. It has given us more fear to feed off of, for sure. Yeah, I think fear is a big part of... We say, we're say we saying fear so much, I feel like I should say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's become a part of this collective... We have an anxious society. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because a lot yeah. of people are afraid. We're in this weird like bit of time... Well, we're approaching an election, yes, Mm. Um, but I think fear really comes out a lot when every four years. I mean, during that time, too, sure, but I think we're on the brink of a revolutionary time period. Yes, for sure, absolutely. And it's cool. And while there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of people stepping out and being fearless. Yes. And I think that is so important to talk about, too, because like I just... But finished watching a video with Oprah interviewing Tracy Ellis Ross. And mm-hmm. let me tell mm-hmm. you, that is my girl, and I want to be her when I grow up. Like, she is just so inspiring in her voice and a lot of different women's voices, and even men advocating for women, Certainly. advocating for people of color, whatever, whoever is advocating for who, they're stepping out and being fearless in a society that is anxiety ridden, that is fear ridden because of all these new things. Mm-hmm. And issues that have risen. And, like, I can speak on behalf of myself and say that my anxiety, and I would say a lot of people's anxiety, is rooted in fear. Like, a- being mm-hmm. anxious is being afraid of something, whether that be something specific or the unknown. So, yeah, sure. So, yeah, like, I totally. Do you see what I mean about stemming, like, actions stemming from a place of fear? Yes. Or yeah. even thoughts. Like, I, I really like to spend a lot of time to think about it, not to say I'm a guru in any way. I just, I've exhibited this in my own life and in people around me and in conversation with people, like friends, I'll, I'll say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and with you. Mm-hmm. We can just talk about you since you're sitting mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> just the way that you talk about recent experiences with, I don't know, people either like intimately or friendship-wise, mm-hmm. any type of way, there is fear mm-hmm. ridden somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere there. It's kind of crazy how... I don't know. It just is so prominent, but it's only as prominent as you let it be. Right. Like I said, it's always there, but you can't let it keep you. Right. And it feels so good to just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Or just, yeah. Like feel the fear, but jump still. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that that is very true for people who think a lot about what other people think of what they're doing, who they are. People can resonate with fear the most when they care about what people think and fear what people may think of what they're doing and what they're saying. And I know that that was true for me in doing and stepping out and doing this innate brand and speaking my truth and doing this podcast and making my merch and because a lot of people don't get it like a lot of people don't get it a lot of people don't understand why like why be vulnerable why be transparent like this like why be why put yourself out there 
And like I even asked myself that because that's scary. It's, it's so yeah, scary. Rejection. Yes, there's denial. so many things that meet you at that line of like, okay, here I am. So many people can tell you, oh, well, I don't like what you're doing or like nobody is doing what you're doing or like what are you saying? Like this is dumb. Yeah. Like there's so many opinions and stuff and I think that a lot of people can resonate with the fear that comes with that. Yeah. And once you realize that you are going to be rejected and you are going to be denied. Regardless. No matter what. Yeah. No matter so what. It's always just best to do, do it, it anyway. Just do it. Just do it. And I can't even say that. I mean, I think I used to be a lot more fearless, um, if I'm going to use that word, mm-hmm. considering the topic. But I've definitely grown to realize that I'm not invincible. Yeah. I'm not. And there was certainly a time... Especially being 17 years old. I thought that I was invincible, but I'm not. I'm 22 years old and I'm scared. Yeah. I'm so scared. Yeah. It's so scary. Me too. Okay. But I think when we're being (laughs) transparent about fear, it loses its power. Yeah. Yeah. We're able to kind of take away the authority it has over whatever area of our lives that it's resonating with at that time because like I said fear those things will always be there regardless if they you know you know make their appearance and leave or whatever but regardless of what form fear comes in it will always be there and when we recognize that and take its power away it becomes something that's more manageable mm-hmm. and because I would and say, more familiar right and I would say a lot of 22 year olds are scared right now certainly I think very <laughs> I've talked to so many adults that honestly talk so much shit about their 20s mm-hmm. like the 20 like your 20s suck yeah like we like we haven't even approached fear and it's, it's in its entirety necessarily <laughs> no which is scary to think about too but I think when we have conversations about fear and we don't quiet it and we don't like avoid yeah, it, dismiss it, right? Like it, it gets easier away. to manage. Yeah. Yeah. And vulnerability is all time key. Mm-hmm. All time key. I've always been a pretty vulnerable person and I, it, it's something that I'm thankful for because it comes quite naturally for me. Yeah. Same. I like to be open and I like to share. And sometimes I'm afraid that mm-hmm. I share too much and mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be looked at the same way. And that's that, that's something that I get over. But, mm-hmm. yeah, those moments are scary because I could lay out my entire life story to someone and I had no problem with it until yeah. I get to those those moments of really low points. And how willing are we to be with our human experience there are some scary things that we think about that we feel yeah that I will never share probably mm-hmm. like I can I could say that right now there are things that I have thought before that have scared me so badly that I don't think I could ever share them with anybody yeah. and I have this feeling that everybody feels that way yeah I feel like we all have those fears that we keep to ourselves but I will say Operating from a place of fear and holding that so tightly and then moving to a place of vulnerability and just free-balling it and just going for it, that fear is different than the fear that I've sat with in the past. So it's like it's kind okay. of like it's kind of like throwing it up in the air and being like, okay, well, 
would I rather be scared living my truth and doing what I want to do regardless of what happens? Because that fear is going to be there. Like, it is what it is. Or or is it better to be comfortable and be fearful in my comfortability? Hell no. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... It's it's so funny how we're all doing this damn thing. Yeah, we're all dance. doing life together. Yeah, just dancing between those two things, I think, is just life's process. Is yeah. taking that leap and getting to that place that you were scared of, or staying in the place that you are right now and still carrying that fear. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to think about. It's so much to think about because you're you're constantly. I feel like when we think about fear. We're constantly at war with ourselves because oh. when we have our personal fears, nobody else is telling us anything. Like we can put aside the opinions of other people and the what ifs of what other people will think of us. But what we think, that incorporates a whole other aspect of fear because a lot of the times when we're fearful, we put those fears into our own heads. And that's where the whole like tug of war with our mind comes in and the mental health aspect comes in because yeah. that can be a really dangerous place too. Absolutely. I mean, you get up in the morning and you go in the bathroom you look at yourself in the mirror and that is your worst enemy mm-hmm. like your biggest enemy your biggest friend your biggest competitor it's all you mm-hmm. it's all you and it's it's comforting once you get to like accept that right and realize you can use it to help yourself mm-hmm. but until then it's scary it's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, you and can, that's like, and that's what makes me think about, you know, I think I talked about this in my last podcast or maybe the podcast before, but accepting the fact that not every, this was in my last podcast, um, accepting the fact that not everybody wants to be vulnerable. Not everybody yes. wants to be authentic and open. I had to learn that one. Right. And incorporating fear into that equation I almost feel like people like that are even more feel fearful of themselves than they are of other people because they don't know themselves. Yeah. So when you think about fear in the aspect of the relationship with yourself, if you aren't willing to let fear take a back seat and really get to know yourself mm-hmm. and know your mind and know your fears, then it gets even more scary. Yeah, because they grow. They're, yes. I mean, demons always... Oh, who is it? Jake always said, I hate living with demons because they're always inviting more. Yes. They that's are. My king. I yes. Love I love J. Cole. <laughs> um, but it's it's true. I mean, like I said earlier, fear is a disease. Mm-hmm. Just like, and you, I wouldn't say this is a disease necessarily because diseases are, are bad. Yes. But <laughs> a positive thought will, will help another positive thought just like kind of spring up. Yeah. Out of the garden of your mind. <laughs> it's so wonderful. <laughs> but really, it's all just like this, this chain. But you gotta make the chain. Mm-hmm. Like you have to You there's a there's a point in time where when you take responsibility for whatever it is that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. <laughs> accountability. Accountability, self-accountability, your fears shrink a little bit. Yeah, because once you can like stand up and be like, all right. I did this. I messed up. Mm -hmm. But you have to tell yourself that. Like, you're going to have to live with that. Mm -hmm. Whatever and however bad that decision was, and I have to do this a lot with some things that happened 
with me in 2019, I've had to, I've had to grasp the reality and the depth of my situations that I have brought out myself. Mm -hmm. I did it. You know, there were other people involved. Um, You know, no man is an island, but my decisions were mine and I have to live with them Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And it's I, scary. It's I've a never scary had, thing. Yeah, like I had a panic attack. I know I called you the other yeah. day, and I'd I'd never gotten to that place before. Thankfully, I know. Unfortunately, it's terrible that some people live with them. Yeah, every day. Um, not necessarily that they have panic attacks every day, but they live with the fear of having them. Yeah, and when they can come out. And I had one because I thought myself into a corner, and I just. I ate my mind alive Mm -hmm. with terrible things about myself, shame, guilt. I think those two things, (laughs) shame and guilt, are very good friends with fear. Oh, my God. Very good friends. They're probably in like a a polyamorous marriage. Yeah, they're like Um, dating. They're together constantly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do not like like inviting them. But, yeah, that, that was really scary. And also thank you for being there for me. Of course. Anytime. (laughs) but yeah I just think that like I said before there's so many layers to fear we can start with just fear itself and how everybody shares that and then the fear that creeps in when we think about other people and then the fear that creeps in when we think about ourselves like there's just so many different layers to it so many friends that it has and like I said before just trying to take away fear's power and just give it to yourself. Give that power back to yourself. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Give it back to yourself. And and like you said, like accepting what is and accepting that there will be f- fear out there and just being like, yeah, I did this and that was scary or I am scared yeah. of this <laughs> and that's scary, but I'm still going to wake up. I'm going to go about my day. I'm going to put my best foot forward and I'm going to continue to power through because the only thing I can control is myself and the yes. and the attitude that I have approaching that fear. Attitude. Yeah. Attitude is Attitude's everything, girl. Mm. It's really incredible how you can shift one moment from a change in attitude and your whole day. Your whole day it's is different. different. It's so different. It's a shame that I don't do it often yeah. enough. <laughs> and I think that when I get too much in my head, I forget how, not that it's easy, but how how much control I have over that switch and over deciding, hey, you know what? This happened and that sucks. But, and I can continue to operate from a place of sadness and fear of that situation. Or I can acknowledge, okay, that happened and I'm going to continue on. And I honestly think that takes so much courage too. I think that fear demands courage. Mm-hmm. I think that no matter what we're facing, no matter what yeah. form of fear we're facing, courage is needed to yeah. meet that. When you're approaching fear, that might involve certain people and things. But not everybody deserves your courage to be vulnerable, to say what you need to say. They might not even be in a place to receive it. And that might be scary in itself. That piece, I think you're just saying some people, and you might know this or you may not, until you say something to them. Mm -hmm. And then they're not... They're just not ready. They might react in a way that, you know, one, you can't help. 
Mm-hmm. And the way that someone reacts has nothing to do with you. Yes. I think this is one of my favorite things that I've learned in these 22 years. Preach it, preach it, say it. Your say actions it. are a reflection of yourself. They have nothing to do with anybody around you. I really, truly believe that. You have to detach from physical people. I mean, from 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 ideas sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, thoughts, feelings, because... What you do, what you feel, what you see in other people is a direct reflection of yourself. Mm -hmm. The way that someone reacts to something, it's not your fault. Mm -mm. That's Especially when you're coming, I think it's it's good to clarify that when somebody reacts in a negative way, when you're coming from a genuine and authentic place, because I think sometimes, you know, when you come at somebody in a negative way and you're scolding them or like just pointing the finger, I think that obviously that energy is going to be matched. But two, if you're coming from an authentic place and a genuine place and someone responds in a way that you don't necessarily appreciate or is different from the energy that you were bringing to them, that's when you have to let go of that fear of rejection, that fear of, oh God, well, what are they going to say? Like This is an exchange that's coming from you. This is something that Mm -hmm. you have instigated from that authentic and genuine place. Yes. And whatever they're saying back to you, again, like you said, is a reflection of themselves. And how they feel about themselves. Like it's what you do is about you. I mean, I know there are acts of selflessness in this life, Mm -hmm. but I think that selflessness is something that you, it's derived from pleasure in a way. You know, I think being selfless all in turn, like it comes back to you and it feels good to do something for someone else. And I think that's so funny and ironic and just like beautiful Mm -hmm. that being kind to someone often makes you feel so good. It makes you feel good and it comes back to you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that was, it, it made me, that concept made me very pessimistic for a really long time. I was giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. So many different parts of me to my significant other, to my friends, to my family, to my craft, to dance, and like, why were you, why were you giving so much? What were you what were you scared of? Like, why why couldn't you why couldn't you reel back reel back in? I don't know. I think that I was giving so much because a lot of the times you operate from a place or you give what you want to receive. Uh-huh. So I was giving and giving and giving and giving to so many different areas and people in my life, and. I wasn't really thinking about the reality of the situation and understanding that, yes, I'm giving, and that's amazing, and I am feeling so good for giving and being there for people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that other people are going to be able to do the same and meet me in other places and and give me that same whatever, whether I was being there for a friend or a significant other or my family, like I said before. How you were being with me. Yeah. Freshman year of college. I was out of it. Okay. I was kind of gone. um, I know that's broad, but I, yeah, wow. I was not like mentally where I could have been, and I wasn't the best friend. And Natalie really, she reached out to me so many times in ways that I should have responded to. And in the manner in which I did, 
came out of this place where I was like, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just living my life. Yeah. Like, but it but it was true, Lane. Like it literally was yeah. so true. And I think that that situation, along with me, um, understanding the give and take that sure. whole pro- that whole process really made me understand that sometimes people need to go live their lives. Like I have like a really close friend that I haven't talked to in a while because she's living her life and that's okay. I don't take that personally because guess what? It's her life and those are her actions and it has nothing to do with it. Yes, you got to detach. Yes. Because then you're oh my god, when you detach yourself from someone, you are actually free and I'm I'm in the process of having to do that mm-hmm. to make my life a little bit healthier. Um, in, in the, in the long run, I mean, I think, short every, term I think everybody's nice. trying to do that. I think yeah. everybody has that person that they're trying to detach from or yeah. the idea that they're trying to atta- detach from or that, that job or that failed career or that failed dream or whatever, something, something that didn't end up the way that they wanted it. I think they're trying to detach from that. And regardless if they revisit that situation or not, detaching and being responsible for yourself focusing on yourself, having that bigger understanding of this doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm going to take responsibility for what I can. That mm-hmm. that eliminates that fear of yeah. whatever. I yeah. think that also contributes to eliminating fear. Yeah. Yes. Taking notes, taking notes. Take notes, girl. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, what else? I was also excited about. I did. I did take She's a little. Through her nose right I'm now. flipping through some notes, y'all. <laughs> um, Oh, oh yeah. I guess along with fear, I made this connection earlier. And on the side of fear, I would include, like we were talking about them earlier, them shady bitches. <laughs> Shame and guilt. Yes. Um, I don't know, just get what's in that like shame, guilt, guilt fear. Um, I mean, sadness could be on that side, but criticism? I would say yeah, criticism. A lot of negative like, things come from fear, but yeah, like I feel like when you get unconstructive to, criticism. Yeah, yeah, like like dangerous criticism. Yeah, sure. I would say that like when we get into that place of fear, that's when the well, I shouldn't be fearful of this. That's shame. Um like that's when the criticism of yourself comes in like why am I scared of this? And that kind of blocks you from your natural process of working through yeah. that fear. It's cloudy. It yeah. makes you feel it makes you feel kind of dirty. It makes yeah. you feel like really wrong, and 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 the truth and the brevity of it is that you're just human, mm-hmm. and you've probably not done something that no one else has done before. Like I think shame and shame and guilt are just the the two biggest things that I felt consistently in 2019. But having it been my life and my reel of a year to think about, I realized how much. I did because I was I was so scared. <laughs> I was just scared in yeah. 2019. I was so scared about where I was going, what I was doing, who I was doing it with, mm-hmm. and like why. Like my entire being was subject to fear. And mm-hmm. I wish, you know, that it wasn't, but all I can really do now is try and try and just tell myself and remind myself that every choice that I make will either bring me closer or further from my highest self, my potential. Yes. And I can't keep doing these things that 
slow me down and, and honestly make it so much harder for myself to work through those fears. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's like a cycle. It's vicious and it's uh, self-destruction, self-sabotage. I became really acquainted with these, these moments with myself and some of them were incredibly dark and I did make decisions based out of fear, like Mm -hmm. I've been saying. Yeah. And, uh, the outcome was not what I thought that it would be. Thankfully, since I've experienced these things, um, I, I, I do know more about myself because yeah. of it. I, I mean, I, I know more about what I am truly afraid of and what I thought that I was mm-hmm, afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I know just from things that we've talked about in the past that you are very... You can be very hard on yourself. I feel like that's true for everybody, though, because I can be very hard on myself, too, in terms of the, your own processes and working through things. But I will say that, for me, it's been easier to carry those fears or work through them knowing that there's so many other people that are in our position that are mm-hmm. that don't know. that Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody That unknown is... A constant for everyone. Nobody knows. Yeah. Like nobody knows. And one of the things that made me think about that was the whole Kobe Bryant situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I were talking about that. But. It was so. It was just crazy. And like that also put into perspective. Like just because a lot of people that were close to me loved him, and like obviously, like he was super inspirational. I looked up to him too. But just like things like that really open everyone's eyes to the fact that everyone has fears and everyone is scared of the unknown. And everybody has that in common, like I said. Yeah. And I feel like it makes it easier to process. It makes it... I feel like when like, like when you were going, when you had your panic attack and I came over and we kind of talked through whatever it was, I think when I was trying to like help you through that and let you know that, like, girl, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm yeah. right there with you. And, like, knowing that people share that and knowing that people are in the same boat... Yeah, you respond. ...makes it a little bit easier. It makes it a little bit easier, yeah. Yeah, I think... I am someone who does really tend <laughs> to uh, physical connection. Like, I like being hugged. Yes. I like being around people. I like I, I like that sense of validation. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that I didn't realize I would be so um, relieving was when you came over and you hugged me and I just... I felt another human. I felt another warm body yeah. that just just made me feel better yeah. immediately. And I, don't know, I think, you know, not everybody's as comfortable with either their bodies or being, being felt. With people, but, but I do think that when we do operate from a place of fear, the first thing we do is shut down. And mm-hmm. for me, operating from a place of fear a lot, because that's a lot of what my anxiety is derived from, that shutting down has led me to not use people and resources around me. And yeah. when I let go of that process of me shutting down or me you seclude. Being, yeah, I you. Se- I seclude, I point I blame. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't not in a not in a malicious way, but like in a way that's like nobody understands me. Like I can't reach out to anybody. I can't do this kind of talking myself into that that circle and letting go of that and being able to, like that one time I was really upset, driving in my car crying, and you were like, come over. I was like, I'm having a time. Like, I need somebody. Yes. Being able to step up and ask for help or 
be around people that are experiencing the same thing as me or just are open to embracing whatever I have going on. Yeah. Helps my fear and helps whatever situation I have going on so much. So much. Like, I don't think you realized how much you helped. I mean, (laughs) you listened to my podcast the last time, so you knew. But I don't think you realized how much that meant. Just that small moment and how that turned out pretty much everything around yeah. like that and it did for did me have. too and we did that literally within like the three days of each literally other. the same week girl like I texted you on Monday and I was like I need to come over and then literally you called me Thursday I woke up from a nap and you're like can you please come over I said yeah girl I got you <laughs> so I just having that having those people around you that are just on your same wavelength and get it which is or a don't lot. maybe or, they or don't. don't yeah and they're just there they're just here to listen right and just kind of honestly just be whatever you need and I could resonate with what you know you were going through that night that you were in the car and you came over and like I understood the the backstory mm-hmm. but um it's not the case for everybody and sometimes you're in a place where you don't have anyone close to you and it's so much scarier it's to reach scary. out to someone that that you don't Isn't know familiar. yeah. It's weird because, like, you're scared of the unknown sometimes, but sometimes you find comfort in it. I do, because it's unknown. How am I ever going to know it? Okay, fine. Let's embrace it. That's it. Yeah, it's unknown. Literally, so, that's like, you. I don't think too hard about the unknown because that's what it is, mm-hmm. the unknown. Mm-hmm. How am I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, throw my back out trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just... Something I really try and do is not take shit so seriously because mm-hmm. nobody gets out alive anyway. Right. Exactly. Like we are all here together experiencing the same things. Like I said at the beginning of this, like we all experience fear. We all do. Regardless of who we are, how much money we make, who knows us, who doesn't, we're all experiencing it. Yeah. And it can propel us into incredible futures. Yeah. Fear because, can be a really good motivator too. Yeah. Like for example, and not to get highly political, but for example, the elections coming up, I've been doing my research. I have yeah. been on factcheck.org <laughs> and you should really go there. Um, there has been fear. There was fear when Trump came to rise, you mm-hmm. know, in his power and his campaign. That was a lot of fear four years ago. There's fear for Bernie. He, yeah. I mean, he's doing the best in the, like the democratic sect, but like there's, a lot of fear around this entire thing. But if around you think about thing. everybody that is campaigning on any side, like I'm talking about for anybody, they are, they're using their fear of a new political system to do better. Like, I mean, be a volunteer, be a part of the race, just right, be a part of their right. local communities. That's, that fear of what's going to happen is like, okay, well, let me step in. Let me, let me, see, how can I affect this yeah. fear? How can I, how can I not manage it? Because it's a huge thing to manage, it's especially huge, when we're yeah. talking about like absolutely politics. But um, yeah, I think it, it instigates people to step up and be like, all right, well, let me see what I can, what, what can I do? You know? Yeah. And just do what you can yeah. do. That's, that's and it. That's think, enough. Yeah. And that is enough. You that's know? true. It's good to like remind yourself that what you do <laughs> is enough. Yeah. And being gentle. Like you have to be kind. Your self talk yeah. feeds you. Oh my God. It feeds you or it feeds your fears. Like, yeah. I feel like I can kind of resonate with you on that level of like being able to really recognize like, yes, I did do my best because there's always that underlying fear of could I have done better? 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think since we live in a time of, well, first of all, we live in a society, our culture is consumer-based. Oh, yeah. We're you have to be constantly doing something. Yeah, you I, have to be constantly doing something. And I, I feel the pressure from that, and I think a lot of my fear derives from, am I doing enough? Or, like, what, I mean, no one can really be content when you live in a society as we do that is constantly feeding you or showing you something better, a better car, a better hair shampoo, yeah, <laughs> a better, I don't know, pair of leggings. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing all this sh- stuff about leggings on Instagram. I'm like, get the, get out. <laughs> I don't need that. But I think about it once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, you know, maybe that would be better. And it's literally conditioned and it's, it's, it's tough. It's so tough yeah. because you fear that you're going to be left behind. Right. You're going to be you left gotta in the dust. You got to keep up that fear of keeping up. But you but you don't. But you don't have to fear that cuz it's not and like I said before like you really have to assess what is important to you. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of fear is derived from that being able to keep up with whatever. It's collective. This yeah. fear a, a lot of it like the one that I'm referencing with like societal based fear, it's collective. It's what we're all going through in the United States, yeah, I can yeah, say. Yeah. You know, different countries have different levels of like how, how they work. I mean, we don't live in a Zen culture. Yeah, we don't. We don't take pride. We're in trying it. to. But <laughs> yeah, almost to trying. the point where it's like it's being capitalized. Yeah. On. And it's not genuine and it's not like an actual priority. It's more like a fad. And that's the last thing that I wanted all this to be was sure. a fad. Because I am, like, all of my content that I put out comes from my journaling, comes from my brain. It's all me. It's not to gain popularity. It's not to necessarily do one thing. It's just me. Yeah, and you want to connect. You want to reach people. Yeah, but, like, it's harder to, and th- this is a fear that I carry, is just, like, being able to tell when people are being for real or bullshitting. Absolutely. I think so many people have that issue now because <laughs> I posted something today actually on my story and it was, I got it from Drew Marks. Shout out Drew Marks. Yes, like, I saw it. I saw it. Yes. I saw it. Okay. He's, he's a, awesome. He's a great local photographer in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. People are so obsessed with looking successful and they that they aren't. are not trying to be successful. Yeah. They just want to look it. They yeah. want and they want they want to walk the walk, but when it comes time to talk the talk, it's not there. Yeah. And that's a fear that I have cuz I don't ever want to be in that position. I want to always be you wanna, talking my talk yeah. before I walk the walk, which is why I spent so much time sitting on this idea of this brand and like journaling and like really making sure that this is something that I wanted to do because I did not want to just put it out just to put it out which I think is what I tried to do with Snapchats which was my version of this podcast before if you've been keeping up with my social media and stuff and not that I was operating from not a genuine place but I do think that I was like okay I have this idea I need to run with it because if I don't I'm gonna get left in the dust like that was a fear Mm -hmm. that I had and it just wasn't me and I was just like you know what no like I'm going to talk my talk first. I'm going to do this work for myself first, and then I'm going to step out and walk the walk, and I'm going to post, and I'm going to make my sweatshirt or whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, you want to be what you put off, like, actually. Like, you don't just care about how it looks. And I do really feel that because I did have a fear that when not – and I shouldn't say, like – 
I, I believed in you this entire process mm-hmm. and this whole podcast and the idea. Everything was so enticing to me. But there was a fear that I had, and I was like, I hope she's doing this. Because I know that I know that you were going to backtrack from yourself at some point. Mm -hmm. And you did for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, kudos to me for knowing her so well. (laughs) But then I was like, kudos to you for getting back up on the horse and like actually going through and like, you know, you rebranded a little bit. Yeah. And you actually like, I don't know, you came full fledged with just it's just very natural how you like approach this. Yeah. I think but that also came to me in a time where I was just being real with myself and I think it just mirrored just my natural process because I was last year my 2019 was very much me calling myself out on my own bullshit and Mm -hmm. being real with myself to the point where I was like okay Nat Chats is great but like this is not me like all these people in my life are great but they're not a reflection of me um the words that I'm saying and what I'm posting on my social media is great, but it's not a reflection of me. And that led me to let go of Snapchats and create innate to delete my old Instagram with 2000 followers, which I know that more than half of them didn't really give a shit about me. And like totally just fair. the authentic, the, the authenticity that I, that I seeked within my life poured into this. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's so it shows. Yeah. Like I can, I feel a difference in it. Yeah. And I think, Maybe you came on too strong the first time around because probably you were so excited. Yes, you. Yes, yeah, and it like (laughs) it it fueled you that way. Yeah. Now you, you're excited, but you're just kind of chilling. Yeah. And it it's rolling. And it's different for me too because I just and I was just I'm like my mom just visited me and I we had a great time and we were just talking about how differently I'm viewing things now and before I was wound so tight and so. And using my anxiety in a way that I was, like, just trying to expend that energy and not really putting a lot of thought behind it. So now I've realized that that was kind of my biggest fear was to not be authentic. And when I realized that. Yeah. Wow. 180. Yeah. it It was crazy to realize that, like, I was responsible for that. And not being hard on myself, not letting that guilt creep in, but taking time to step back and reassess and be like, okay, what do I need to do to not only eliminate this fear that I've created and have kind of made come true, but also to recalibrate and come forward with this new attitude and new version of myself that I know is me. Yeah. And you don't have to question yourself when you feel that Mm -hmm. strongly. And now I don't have any fears. Like I don't, I don't have any regrets. I don't have any reservations about anything it's just it is what it is and I can accept things for what they are now which has been a really amazing thing to that's great I feel like this um has helped you in more ways than you probably expected it to yeah and it's helped our I mean I've just seen firsthand how it's helped our friendship by releasing the expectations and the fears and the free and the predispositions of everything of friendship of relationship of the dynamic with my family of just accepting things for as they are and not what my fears make them to be Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I think um a piece that I've come like full circle with is I was a bit cynical in 2019 if you aren't aware of what cynicism is it's basically believing that everyone in the world operates from 
for their own self-interest. Yeah. And I think a little cynicism doesn't hurt because right. no, we doesn't. all we do like it. to serve ourselves and we should. Mm-hmm. But um, I moved that and shifted to more of realism. And I think in high school, I was a bit delusional. I think <laughs> I um, saw the I think world. we all were all sure, a little bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're, we all we're young and we're... Yeah, wow. We don't know what's going on yet. Yeah, I but think we, I think we all were a little bit. Yeah. I think <laughs> realism to me was being like, okay, this is what the world actually is right now to me instead of what I want and hope it to be. Mm-hmm. I kept going through life like, and I'm talking about post high school when I came to college and saw, you know, got hit in the face with life. Literally. Same. Slapped literally, in the face. I cannot relate to you more. Yeah. Literally slapped upside the head. Yeah. Like acknowledging my privilege. Oh, that was a whole entire thing. Oh, yeah. Like uh, defining and questioning my sexuality. All of these things. Like, I mean, it was just blown out right in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, oh my God, all of my, all of what I'm afraid of is right in front of me. I felt like I could touch it. Yeah. And it was, a lot of it had to do with acceptance, you know? Me but too. I had so much fear that I had no idea was even there until I came to college. Mm-hmm. And wow. I feel better now, but I'm scared about <laughs> different stuff now. Right, right. It, 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 like my there. mom, Like my mom says, it doesn't get better or easier or whatever. It just gets different. And you learn how to deal with it. Like, like for example... And in another note, like, I don't think death gets easier on anybody. You just learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You learn how to live just, with it. Just like every other aspect of life. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, we have chatted a bunch. And I just, I love chatting with you. You already know that. But to close out, I want to ask you, what is the biggest lesson that fear has taught you? I would definitely say... Another F word, um, <laughs> forgiveness. Fear has taught me forgiveness for myself. Um, I did, I know I mentioned 2019 was a big year for me as far as decision making and not the best judgment maybe, but no regrets. Um, out, out On the other side of that though, I've felt self-loathing in its... <sighs> like darkest and purest of forms. Yeah. And it's it's late at night and it's early in the morning and yeah. it's at one o'clock in the afternoon and it's it's often. That's it's what a I'm process. saying. Like it's, it's it's a process and it's a feeling that like a lot of people feel. Yeah. And I ended up having to teach myself how to be forgiving of my own <laughs> my own judgment and my own, you know, lack of concern for myself because when I lacked concern for myself, I completely threw it out the window for anybody around me. Say it again. That is, yeah. I didn't have any like care for my mental or emotional health at some moments. I'm not saying all of these decisions were made under that pressure, Mm -hmm. but in the moments that I was most emotionally, mentally vulnerable, um, I think I made hurtful choices and I definitely had to come out of that and be like listen Lane you you did what you did and you know maybe you said what you said but 
it, it is done now. And <laughs> you're only holding on to it because you're trying to punish yourself. Yeah. Or and you're I, scared of what it might be like to not hold on to it. Yeah. I thought, you know, and I still am get, coming to terms with it, but because I was afraid of letting go of an era of my life that... I became so attached to and became so comfortable with. Like, I was totally cool with drinking multiple nights throughout the week, going out, being, yeah, I, I just, I, I grew so comfortable with it that I didn't really care to see myself in my next, uh, yeah. my next adventure. I, and I, now I I'm cannot ready. tell you how much I resonate with that. Yeah. Like, I am so nostalgic and get so attached to certain things. To where I will hold on to them to the point where it like hurts me. Yeah, and it's like I have this fear that I can't think of people or times in my life as long term. Like I see them as being mm-hmm. definitive. Mm-hmm. And if I'm gonna let go of this person, then they're gonna be gone forever. Yeah. And that scares me so badly. And I just realized that it doesn't have to be like that. Like, it sounds simple to say, but it's really hard to convince yourself once you've spent your entire life thinking, thinking in that, in that way, like in an extreme way. Yeah. But it's all like what, what I make it. And I, I want to make it something that's, that, that like comes out of a place of love and understanding instead of a place of misunderstanding and fear ignorance and yeah fear yeah. back to fear yeah forgiveness definitely yeah. self-forgiveness is what fear has taught me the most because yeah yeah but i i think me and along with a bunch of other people can resonate with that but yeah i mean it can, it can be heavy but it can also be a really awesome experience an awesome learning experience too yeah so it's comfortable just to know on that note that at the end of the day you have yourself Always. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have been going to bed lately and just been appreciative that I have my skin and my hair and this body, this, like, fortress that yes. I have and everything on the inside of it is something that I've curated my entire life. Yeah. And thankfully, having people around me that love and support me. And giving they yourself built me too. credit, too. Yes, having... Yeah, okay. I gotta, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying. I'm trying. Seriously. Yeah. The whole forgiveness thing and just connecting back to yourself and giving yourself that love too. Self-love, baby. Yes. We're drinking wine. We're cheering to that right cheers. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you yes. for sharing really and being so open. This. I feel like you are one of the main people that I can go to and be able to share things with and you meet me at the same place, which yeah. has been really nice to have here. So I'm honored to do so. And I'm glad that everybody gets to hear your beautiful voice <laughs> and your beautiful mind. And it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what people think of this because it's, I love everything we talked about. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Um, thank you for having of me. Of course. <laughs> anytime. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Innate. You can follow us on Instagram at innate the podcast and at this is innate. We hope this episode inspires you in your journey to becoming your best self. 